Good morning, Mosaic family. We are so glad you could join us today. My name is Joy Howard, and I've been a member of Mosaic for nearly 15 years. And I'm Melissa Baird, and I've been a part of the Mosaic community since 2015. Today's service is going to offer space for sorrow, lament, anger, and any other feelings you may be having right now. One of the tactics of white supremacy is to isolate, silence, and marginalize those who are the targets of racism and hatred. Rushing towards quick reconciliation and unity and only giving voice to those in power. Our service is intended to center Black voices and experiences. We hope this will be a space where particularly Black, Indigenous, and people of color in our community can mourn the recent racial violence in our country and the centuries of racial violence and trauma. And for those of us who are white, our role is to be present, to listen, to bear witness. And Melissa and I welcome feedback, whatever that feedback is, so that our next service like this can be even more effective in centering marginalized voices. Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. The deep sorrow of death, oppression, tribulations, and loss were never meant to be handled alone. And so we gather today together to mourn and ask God for comfort. We pause to acknowledge that as a community, the land on which we gather is the unceded land of the Lenni Lenape people, whose presence, contribution, and resilience in Pennsylvania continues to this day. As we begin, we are going to take a few minutes to practice a breathing and grounding activity that comes from Resma Menikim's book, My Grandmother's Hands. It's important to remember that our pain and trauma is held in our bodies. And so we'll take some time to tend to our bodies and to remember that we are in a safe space so I invite you to find a comfortable position. Maybe you will stand, sit, or lie down. You can have your eyes open or closed. And just take a few deep breaths.
let your body relax as much as it wants to. Think of a person, an animal, or a place that makes you feel safe and secure. Then imagine that right now, this person or animal is beside you or that you are in that safe place. Breathing naturally, simply let yourself experience that safety and security in silence for the next minute. As you slowly bring your attention back to the room you are in, notice how your body feels and what you are experiencing in your body. Slowly look around you, including directly behind you and locate yourself in the here and now. We remember that we are safe and feel ourselves present in this very moment. From this place, we are invited to come together as a community so that together we can acknowledge and be present to the pain and suffering that is all around us and also within us individually and as collective humanity.
This translation of Habakkuk 1 is by Reverend Dr. Will Gaffney. She is a premier scholar of Hebrew and the Old Testament. She's also a dynamic preacher that connects her insightfulness of the Old Testament to her experience as an African-American woman in America and to the Black experience globally. Habakkuk 1. How long, Holy One, shall I cry for help, and you will not listen? Cry to you, violence, and you will not save. There is legal disputation, and it elevates contention. So the legal system becomes ineffective, and justice never comes forth. The wicked surround the righteous, and judgment is perverted. How long are you going to sit by and do nothing as my people are slaughtered? You're not even listening to me, to us. We are beset by violence and you are doing nothing to save us. This prayer is written by the Reverend Kate Bowler and became aware of her theology about pain because of her personal experience with cancer and medical trauma but she also writes a lot about lament, which is why I turned to this prayer that she wrote in response to the white supremacists invading the Capitol building on January 6th. I've adapted it a little bit to fit our needs this morning. We invite you to speak aloud, God have mercy, Christ have mercy, Spirit have mercy with us when it comes up on your screen during this prayer. Dear Lord, we are a people praying for the wisdom to respond in ways that do not rush past the trauma of the event that just happened into superficial actions that fail to acknowledge the wounding, that fail to acknowledge the centuries of wounding. As a church, we do not want to diminish our faith by buying into a culture of thoughts and prayers. So Lord, we find ourselves here. We need you. We need your blessing on us when violence is done in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus, we are furious we are trembling. We are outraged. We are outraged that murderous acts of violence are committed in your name. We're committed in your name, waving flags with the name of Jesus, waving flags with the name of Jesus next to flags of racism. Lord God, come. Lord God, set things right, starting right here, starting right now. God, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Spirit, have mercy. As Psalms 29 tells us, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. 
God, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Spirit, have mercy. As Psalm 66 reminds us, say unto God, oh, how wonderful art thou in thy works through the greatness of thy power, O God, shall thy enemies be found liars unto thee. Blessed are we who say the truth, God. Blessed are we emboldened by your greatness and your majesty. We name what we saw. You saw it too, Lord God. You saw the banner of the holy name of Jesus exploited. You saw good being trampled on, even as the name of Jesus was being held high over acts of blind fury and deadly violence. The day that lawmaking stopped, a day when lawlessness and chaos broke through a day where it broke through like it has broken through many, many other times. God, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Spirit, have mercy. God, you saw the sparks that set all of this in motion, infamy disguised as righteous anger, lies dressed as truth, cowardice posing as courage, cunning disguised as boldness, sedition, resting comfortably like a parasite within a host that remains unaware that its very existence is being drained away. God have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Spirit, have mercy. God, blessed are we who saw it. We saw it and we know this wasn't you. We know it wasn't you because we have just recently been to the manger. Just a few weeks ago, we celebrated you. We saw you, Jesus, our newborn king. We celebrated you at Christmas, you the God who came in love, not to conquer other kings by earthly warfare, but by his own death to subdue them to himself, not that by living he might fight, but by dying, he might triumph in us. God, we claim your blessings when we say you are our mighty king. You are our refuge. You are our protector. Show us how to restore order when chaos seems stronger. Spirit, teach us. Let your light penetrate the darkness utterly so that freedom 
can happen so that all people are free and that freedom inside each of us may reign, that we may each have the power and wisdom and strength to live by your spirit and to seek the freedom of others as well as our own freedom. Blessed are we, blessed are we who stand in this gap between our present suffering and our future hope. Show us how to preserve the good. Show us how to protect the vulnerable, feed the hungry, Show us how to empower the true leaders among us who desire to serve the common good and show us how to dismantle the evil. But before we do that, show us how to sit with the pain and the trauma. Show us how to sit with the pain and the trauma as a church full of people who come from so many different racial and ethnic backgrounds. Jesus, as much as we want to see the power of your resurrection and move into action, the invitation offered to us in Philippians 3.10 is that we also share in the fellowship of your suffering, that we share in the suffering and the fellowship of your death. To choose to accept this invitation and to accept the blessings you have for us, we know we must sit and we must be present with the suffering that exists. God, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Spirit, have mercy. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. We invite you into these following videos with your heart and your body. And we especially invite you to inhale and exhale deeply as you listen to help your body and your heart absorb the words that are being spoken. I am immensely grateful to those of you who agreed to make a video that made visible your sorrow and your pain. And we who are members of dominant white culture are committed to listening and learning how to listen. I am not alone. We will bear this together and we will survive. The night is very long. God, please sit with me in this darkness. I feel the exhaustion in me. I am weary. Holy Spirit, let me rest in sacred silence with you. 
God speaks to the young and through the young. Lord, guide me to speak up when I'm supposed to and adults to listen. I will not allow myself to be blamed for tension. Lord, help me refuse to settle for partial justice. This weight is heavy. God, give me strength to endure. I reject the God of white supremacy. Holy Spirit, guide me to follow our God who is always on the side of the oppressed. I am struggling with how racism coexists with faith. Holy Spirit, open my eyes to see how structural racism is pervasive in the church that I love. I am strong. Lord, show me how to use my strength to fight racism. I am committed to teaching in anti-racist ways. Spirit, give me the words and wisdom as I teach the next generation. I'm committed to learning. Lord, help me learn to do what is right. I will not ask people of color to be anything else than who they are. Lord, help me to manage my own feelings so I don't force anyone else to manage them. I am committed to raising anti-racist children. Lord, guide me as I guide the next generation. I am strong. Lord, show me how to use my strength to fight racism. When your path is full of worry, He will see you through. When you feel alone on your journey, He will see you
This prayer of sorrow for COVID-related deaths and the families left behind is written by Dr. Barbara Williams Skinner, president of the Skinner Leadership Institute and co-convener of the National African American Clergy Network. You are invited to respond with the words, Lord, hear our prayer when you see them on the screen. Let's pray. God of our weary years and silent tears, we lift up our hearts in praise to you. You alone are able to receive the hailstorm of our tears and the torrential rain of our grief over the sudden death of over 400,000 of your precious children of all ages, backgrounds, and social strata from the coronavirus pandemic. Lord, hear our prayer. Whether or not we have directly experienced the pain of loss, an indescribable spirit of lamentation and sorrow has fallen upon our collective American family. The sheer thought of over 400,000 humans, beautiful humans, made in your divine image, enough to fill any city, suddenly gone. It numbs our minds and overwhelms our hearts. Lord, hear our prayer. O oh God in heaven, hear our hearts cry out for the loss of those who will never be mere numbers to us. They are our beloved mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, grandmothers, grandfathers, aunts, uncles, husbands, wives, children, and extended family. They are beloved fellow Americans, suddenly wiped out by an invisible enemy, mightier than all the world's armies. Merciful Lord, we ask you to bless all those now shouldering heavy financial burdens from so great a loss. Lord, hear our prayer. All this has happened, Lord God, but we have not forgotten your promise to be with us in trouble and deliver us. Forgive the sin of our nation for the disproportionate number of people of color among the fallen victimized by healthcare inequities and the unbearable burden of systemic racial injustice. Lord, hear our prayer. In the days ahead, we ask you, Lord, to wrap loving arms around those left only with fleeting memories of warm smiles, joy-filled laughter, spirit-lifting hugs, the matchless pleasure of special days celebrated and contributions to a better world now ended. You alone, O oh God, can turn our mourning into dancing and our grief into joy over the sweet remembrance of our beloved. May you now rest their souls. In your blessed name, Lord God, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. Amen. Be still my soul, the Lord is on thy side. 
As we conclude today, I invite you to hear words written by Cole Arthur Riley, the founder and writer of Black Liturgies on Instagram, a project, an amazing project, seeking to integrate concepts of dignity, lament, rage, justice, and liberation with the practice of written prayer. Her posts often begin with a scripture or a quote from another Black theologian or a poet. And then she continues into reflection and prayer and meditation. Hear these words and may they take deep root in your heart. And God said to his people in Exodus 33, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. God, we ask for rest. God who pushes back despair, would you grant restorative rest and silence today? God who rests, it's difficult for us to imagine a Christ who having all the power and all the capacity to heal others still at times walked away, who napped unapologetically in the face of the danger of a storm. Give us the courage to rest, the audacity to do absolutely nothing, to turn off the TV, to set our phones on silent, to turn away from the noise of terror. Grant us a slowness that allows us to feel what hurts and makes healing possible. Let rest be liberation. Rest and silence is fierce resistance against the violence of a world whose words are not for black, indigenous, and people of color. God of sacred silence, the words of this world do such bodily harm. They do such soul violence. The sounds of the powerful so often drown out the voices of those who can shape us toward deeper empathy and justice. The throats of these are tired, trying to shout out suffering. God, remind us that you do hear the cries of the oppressed. Remind us that you are a God who does not demand that anyone articulates their pain before you heal it. Give us a silence that heals. Help us distinguish those who may need the practice of silence that they might relinquish their social position and domination. And for those on the margins, make silence liberating. Again, knowing that no one is entitled to stories of pain and trauma, that no person was meant to have to articulate their own dignity. Let silence be healing. Meet us in the silence, dear Lord. Church family, I invite you to sit quietly, bearing witness in silence to whatever has been stirred up in you during today's service.
Amen. And amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Please join with us as we conclude with the Black National Anthem, We Shall Overcome. Civil rights activist James Weldon Johnson wrote Lift Their Voice and Sing as a poem, which was set to music by his brother John Roseman Johnson in 1899. The song is now known as the Black National Anthem in America. It is a protest, a hymn, and a prayer of profound significance for our people. We lift every voice and sing to express ourselves. We lift every voice to show that we have strength in numbers and we will not be silent. We lift every voice and sing to be lifted, liberated, and free. Freedom, the power to determine action without restraint. Freedom, the absence of or release from ties, obligations, or restrictions. Freedom, the ease or facility of movement or action. Freedom, frankness or boldness in manner or speech. Freedom, a political right. Until we are all free, none of us is free. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. Lift every voice and Yeah.